right. This is uh, Dylan and Jake with Jamie, Jake, and the D. This is going to be one of our first recording podcasts. We do have some earlier ones that are a little bit uh, of subpar quality, but uh, this is kind of the official clean slate for Jamie, Jake, and the D. Jake, how are you doing? We've been talking for months, and this is the first one we're going to release. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's all been um, prototypes and, <laughs> you know, just... We will, we'll release it on our Patreon. So once this starts to build up and we get, you know, some followers, you can get some Patreon footage of basically Dylan and I arguing there for hours on end. <laughs> somewhere out there, just like in the ethernet of just... You know, yes, honestly, I think there was some good stuff in there. I just there's also a lot of shit, but there was a lot of good stuff, <laughs> dude. That, that you know, that kind of makes me wonder. Um, you know, how like sometimes you'll have like your computer facing you, or like your just phone is constantly like just a listening device of you. And like, do you ever wonder that we're gonna get so advanced that? we can go back and you know how like people literally like go back and like check their- like a black mirror type of thing where it's like you can rewatch everything yeah. but like like you know how like people like will go back and cancel people for like the tweets they've sent or oh you know, cancel culture this is dangerous i was almost afraid to even like you know i hope no one listens to our thing because we could go to jail for what we've already said and we've said nothing oh yeah yeah <laughs> you'll have to Subscribe to the Patreon. I will say, okay. Yesterday, this is actually crazy you said this. Uh, not to get on a tangent, but literally yesterday, I got home late night. Eric and I had this conversation. I came up with this crazy app. So you know how, like, your phone does listen to you. Like, when you talk about something, like, let's say, like, you're talking about flowers, right? Like, oh, I'm going to send this girl flowers. Next thing you know, you're on your news feed on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and flowers are coming up. Like, your phone is listening to you. Yeah. Here's my app idea, which is actually awesome. Mm-hmm. If we have the capability to listen, if our phones are capable of picking up on what we're talking about, wouldn't it be great for an app how many times do you have an argument with someone where you forget what you've said and you're like, I said that. And it's like, well, no, I didn't. This app essentially is like always on and your phone listens to you. So like, it'll essentially record without recording. Like it'll pick up what you're talking about. So then when you have an argument with someone, you said, I said something, the app will have picked it up just because, when do you ever not have your phone near you? You always have your phone near you, so it'll pick it up. Yeah, it's always there. It's kind of, and how about the um, how about uh, the spite speaker? Oh, that is a great name for it. Okay, because totally, that's what I would want to use it for. All out of spite. It's like I said this, and I know I said this. Oh yeah, yeah. But like- that's pretty helpful. It could work with anything. It could work with IOUs. You know, it could be like no. I did pay for this or I did do it. It's just, it just picks up on stuff in the moment that you're not thinking of, but you always have your phone in your pocket. Yeah. It's going to just hold everybody accountable. Yes. It's yes. It's an, it's essentially an accountability app. Mm. And and friendships. No, it'll save them because then it will save me from having to be the 
asshole who's like, no, I did this. And it's like, you know, how many times have I been that guy? I don't want to be that guy. It's like a Larry David thing. It's like, if you've watched, okay, so the new season of Curb came out. I watched the first episode. And essentially one of the like subplots of it is like this guy who owes him money, but he has like this like early onset dementia. So everyone's basically taking his side and be like, oh no, you can't say anything because he has dementia. But it's like in a Larry David sense, it's like you owe me the money. So why am I the bad guy for coming to you for money? So actually I have it written down here. What do you think about this? Yep. When you lend someone money, you always end up being the bad guy at the end. When you have to go back and ask for money, people will be like, oh, whoa, well, I, sorry, I'll get it to you. Like, why are you making me the bad guy now? I lent you the money. You should feel guilty and should want to pay me back. Right? Do you agree? Well, I think part of that um, social agreement you know, like the social assassin that Larry David is. Um, I get, I think, especially with family or, um, tough. Family's tough. I, I have more of a, or not so close friends or, or not so close friends is that I wouldn't loan any money to the friends because it's good. It's as good as giving that money away to that person. Yes. You can give any money that you give away to a friend or a family member. It's as good as gone, and it's only a bonus if you get that back. You're right. You're right. I mean, you don't know. That's when you expect that money back. But there's that weird social contract where if you do it with a friend, it's as good as gone. You're right. You should go into it being like, I am giving you the money. You're right. That's the only way to do it. You should be giving that money and being like, this is that like – you should be as reticent to not give that away because you know this is as good as me giving yeah. this guy 50 bucks and not getting You're it totally back. right. And it, you know what the crazy thing is? Took me a while to realize that. Like, yeah. I had to learn that being generous and then expecting people to be generous in return is not the right way to do it. Like, you're you're wrong for... If you want to be generous, you should be generous for the fact that you want to be generous. It's not so that later on you could expect the same thing in return. It's the same thing with lending money. Yeah. It's like kind of like, um, uh, well, I mean, if the spite speaker becomes into existence, then that will change all that. And you yeah. will, you, you won't have to worry about it. everyone will be held accountable into the Jake standard. Which You're is- so, so for a person like me. I should just not lend money because I'm the worst person for that. Well, the funny thing is I was literally, and I finally relented and, you know, my girlfriend was trying to get me on God dang TikTok forever. Oh, you would be a great TikToker, man. It's a Chinese app. It's, and I was like, whatever. I I just downloaded it. Chinese app? app? It's, it's a Chinese company. And I guess they, they were, they're kind of saying in the beginning, Oh, they'll steal your data, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, there's no such thing as privacy. Essentially, TikTok is essentially Squid Games. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. But um, that whole long segue to get to this point is I saw a TikTok, and it kind of falls along what you were saying in your tangent, is this guy basically put up a thing where he said, would you rather get $30 million 
or have 30 million friends. $30 million. Are you kidding? I wouldn't want 30 million friends even with nothing. That would be too many people to have to, to, to answer to. Yeah, but, but hear me out. His response. So, so that is in the Jake rule universe where you yeah. expect nothing of your friends. Your, you, your friends are friends per, per just for that relationship and what you give each other. This man proceeded to say, because they are my good friend and I have 30 million good friends, I would ask for $5. Oh, man. This whole thing where it's like you get a dollar from each of them. Oh, come on. Yes. And basically, he was like, who's asking their friends for a dollar? You can ask for $5 and not expect it back and make like 100 and whatever five times 30 million is. And I was just like, if we live in the fake world, that that money should be returned at some point. <laughs> that's all I was thinking. Oh, that sounds stressful. I know, and he's basically no, like, that sounds, you, like I, that sounds like something I don't want to get involved with. What? That sounds like something I definitely don't want to get involved with. Here's the other thing: if you have thirty million friends, uh, a relationship goes both ways. So you need to like give as much as someone gives to you. So like. When am I going to have the time to respond to 30 million people? That sounds like awful. Imagine your birthday. Imagine getting 30 million happy birthdays. Uh, that'd be the worst day in the world. I, I would not be able to, I wouldn't be able to thank that many people. Well, you're not a psychopath. So you think about like helping them. But no, like, I'm very much a psychopath and I don't want 30 million. No, friends. no, no. Because, <laughs> because like this person's clearly a psychopath because he's like, I can use my 30 million friends to, you know. Well, I think, yeah, so, so whoever this guy is who's answering it is already monetizing the 30 million friends. So if you're already monetizing this, just take the money if that's what you're in for. Whoever created this TikTok clearly has no friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, he probably has so many viewers too with it. So I remember when I still used Facebook. Sorry, sorry. Meta, Meta. Uh, I got worried when I was getting. Uh, I was. Uh, I think I was near a thousand. I was like, I don't I'm want afraid to. to computer, Are we about to get sucked into the computer like South Park? Like I, I don't even know what Meta is. I've been purposefully not thinking about it. I saw one thing with like Zuckerberg talking to like an avatar of himself, and I was like, this is not what i want to be part of he he just jumped the shark i just like here's the funny thing as a kid i cannot think of something i couldn't think of something better as a kid like this is what me and eric wanted to do more than anything i wanted an avatar and like get my own virtual world trust me i'm all about that but like i feel like there's some like underarching like weird like who knows what's gonna happen type of thing i don't know i just feel weird about it well do you, have you seen the um what's the movie the mark zuckerberg movie um what uh, uh social network yes have you seen that movie yeah because me and eric used to row crew and everyone was like you should watch it because there's these twins that row crew and i was like oh me and eric rode crew perfect perfect segue um, Zuckerberg basically stole that whole company from the perfect twins. Who oh, through. and yeah, shows, you know, what, what is that? Like, um, 
the good artists bar good artists borrow great artists steal or something like that yeah it's like in it's like in family guy when einstein like gets the law of relativity to smashes a dude's head that's literally what that is that's literally what it is well well, well my point with that is like he had when you are, can't create something on your own and you just take it and like run with it from someone else yeah just, i think that just shows he's like scraping against the own his own like mind of like what he could do like this is the limit of zuckerberg sure he not be able to push this any further he's become obsolete the only thing he can do now is like buy instagram like he did or like buy all these bs companies yeah, with all his money now all he can do is essentially raise and lower whatever yeah like uh, like just play the market essentially he brings nothing new to the table and it's yeah. just like here's what every time i hear him speak he is like an alien who they regret sending to earth because he's just not that good at pretending to be a human that's how he strikes me it's like he's just not that good at pretending to be a human he's like straight up an alien I have to send you this picture. And is it the scary one of him smiling with the new thing? Because I had nightmares from that. I'm gonna um Okay, I'm gonna put it in the chat. Just check the chat. I want you to see this. Can you see the chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can see it. How do I get to the chat? It's do you see uh, above voice channel? It's like it says text channel. Let me send it to you directly. Let me see. Let me see. The funny thing is, I'm so not a grandpa when it comes to like technology, but like at the same time, I am. Oh, oh, I cannot take that picture. That is a real picture. Yeah, yeah, it's the one with him with too much sunscreen on or whatever. But it's so scary. It's so scary. That is not a human being. Oh, I know. He looks like a clown alien. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, uh, like, if you have so much money, how did you not hire somebody to make you look good? I Not to be vain, but it's like, come on, man. You look terrible. He doesn't know how to act human anymore. This is basically... Yes, he's not even trying anymore. He's not even trying to be human anymore. So to He's just like, you know what, whatever. So to describe the picture, and if anyone wants to see it, all they have to do is like look up Mark Zuckerberg's sunscreen. And it's this picture of him surfing in like Maui or something. And it's a pretty, has, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty famous picture. He has like thick clown, white clown makeup. Oh, so scary, him. dude! Whoever like, took that picture, I'm sure is dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's hundred like, percent dead. It's the most pale, like white guy, but out of touch, like loser, weird picture. Like, you know, it, it's like the type of thing where if they put like laser beams in his eyeballs, he would actually look better. I know. Imagine if you saw that in the dark, I would die of a heart attack. So, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, we, we did have some technical difficulties the last couple of weeks. Uh, I live in a place where uh, global warming is knocking down trees, and I lost power. And then Jake had some. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I guess you'll take the first talking point now to shame me. To I listen. I believed you. 
I totally believed you. I did not think that whatever. I just thought that you were mad. Regardless if you were mad or not, I don't think you would have canceled the podcast because of it. But I thought you were mad. But yeah, you sent yeah, you sent trees down. I believed you. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. So for our listeners, so it, I don't know if it's whenever we're going to post this, it's going to be way later than Halloween. Anyway, we did not get to do a podcast before Halloween. Jake, Jake did have some hot takes about Halloween. I, 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 I had one point that I was going to say about Halloween. I only one point. Um, and that is your take on Halloween dress up and how how all out you are or not and how you judge people who use Halloween parties as um, an outlet to be slutty. Oh, oh, so my judgment. So it's a multiple, it's a, it's a multiple faceted question. So the first one is how intense are you? And I already know this because we went to college together and we both care about dressing up. We want to dress up. Of course, a big Halloween person. We, I, me and you had conjoining costumes every year. Mm-hmm. But only. I think me and you are the only ones who did that. Think about it. Freshman year. Freshman year, we went out on Halloween together. Uh, the Hugh Hefner thing. Well, and you were, the, you were the ghoul slut. And then the second year, we were... Um, actually, actually I, top- was, I was... Early on, I was... Um, you know how people say like, "Hey, I was a ba- I was a fan of the Pixies before they got big, or something like that." Uh, sure. Uh, or like, hey, I was the first Fish fan, or something. Yeah, I, yeah, hipster. I was an early before the Office became a Gen Z thing. I was early Office guy. Oh, me too. I watched it live. Loved me too. I loved the Office, and I went as uh, Jim. Three hole punch. Yes, hole punch. Three hole punch. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And that kind of describes to answer your question or the first two questions um, that kind of describes uh, like my philosophy on it. It's either. uh, uh, Well, I I do want to go all out in a Halloween costume. I love the I love the holiday. You know how some holidays you have great memories of that holiday. Yeah, that specific one. Yeah, like some you have bad memories, others you have like great Halloween knock out of the park. I've always had good memories of it. Candy, blast. I love getting scared and stuff like that. Um, in the back of my mind, I always want to be like the coolest thing, but I am a, you know, like a dude in his like late 20s <laughs> who w- will wait till the last minute and have a terrible. Uh, Halloween costume. You like Eric? So I, I literally like. I'm always all out. Did you see my costume this year? Did I post anything of it? No. I was. Um, Put it in the see. chat. Here, let's. I don't know. I'm so bad with that. Here, wait. I think I have a picture of it right here. I can just. I can just put it up on the on the screen really quick. Yeah, find it. So. I dressed up when I had the gig. Um, let's see where I'm at. Okay. I had a cutoff of White Goodman, but I was also White Goodman. That is... <laughs> That's so good, man. From, uh, from Dodgeball. Oh, you want to hear see the craziest thing? 
I am not making this up. Literally at our show. Mm-hmm. It was Halloween. Four people who came into the bar. They, it was packed. So happened to all be dressed up as a group, as the average Joe's team. No way. So I took a picture. I was like, what are the odds of this? I, I it was not. It literally was just the most random thing ever. Isn't that crazy? It's so wild. wild. Anyway. Yeah, it's so wild. You needed, um, you needed Laser, Blazer, and Olga. To, or, yeah. <laughs> Michelle! Well, I didn't have Ryson there. If Ryson was there, I would have had Michelle. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We are... Ryson, if you're listening, I love you. Of course, you were Michelle. Well, how did we never do that in college? That is such yeah. a great idea. How did we never be Globo Gym? That's so true. Yeah. That's and isn't that the crazy? It's the most random thing now. And it's like four people, one of which was a girl who had blonde hair with the all came in as average Joes. And I just so happened to be White Goodman. Like it was a crazy, it was surreal. But anyway, I, I will say to anyone who bullshits um, Halloween or uses it as an excuse. To be slutty. So I went to a Halloween party, right? Lots of girls are just like totally generic, not interesting costumes. Like, couldn't you at least have been a slutty like squid game like thing or something? Like, but it's like, oh, like I'm kind of a pirate and I'm also kind of not. It's just like, I I don't like it being an excuse. I'm a big like, I just want to totally dork out. You want to be like totally be a good costume that's my that's my take on halloween yeah i i would appreciate it more i mean i would appreciate the girl more to have a good costume yeah I, i'm not gonna lie and say you know are you know these women dressing i enjoy it honestly i like to enjoy see it in the most shallow way ever but like in a more like like in retrospective way well, well, like I was saying earlier in regards to, um, you know, my philosophy on it is like, I think, which is like, hey, I really want to be something that's like fun, funny, interesting, cool. Yeah. Costume. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I end up making a costume or putting something together in like 24 hours. I think a lot of girls go into it being like, Instead of like wanting to be something special, they just build something super generic and kind of you know to use an I offensive think, term. I think and, you know here's the thing. I think they it, it's definitely like it's almost like a it's like a hall pass to like be able to be extra slutty. But the problem is you can't even blame them because society has made it that way. So it's not fair for them. Like it's almost like. I feel bad that they feel the need to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's reached a point where like, if you like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, you know, give anyone a hard time for dressing up sex. I would never say anything, but at the same time, it's, it's become so overdone, you know, that it, it, it's kind of like, um, it's like, oh, I'm a mouse. Duh. It's like Mean Girls explained it perfectly. 
I, I do appreciate a good like joke costume, um, <laughs> you know, or like or like a unique sexy outfit. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, it's clever, of course. You want to look good, but you know. Yeah, I, you I know. appreciated this girl that dressed up like I saw like a, a Instagram or TikTok, and the girl like it was so funny. They were both dressed up like Shrek on a bus, and uh, they're surrounded I by mean, all these like Shrek. I love you, no matter what. Yeah, and and, it, and it's all it's these like girls dressed up as like Shrek and Fiona in ogre form, and they're surrounded by like all hot girls in like sexy generic. Oh, like, that's amazing. I love that. And like, that's what we go for the cool people. Yeah. Those are the, so that's the thing. Those are the girls you want to marry. The cool, <laughs> yeah. like confident with themselves, like not trying to like whatever type, but you know what, before we say too much cancel culture, we got to be careful here. Cause we're actually going to post this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shift gears. Next random talking point. Alec Baldwin gun misfire. Go. What what is your what is your take on it? Do you feel bad for him? Do you Yeah. I feel bad for him. At the same time, the way he's responding to all of it is like, oh, all right, just stop. Like this happened. It's terrible. Of course he didn't want that to happen. It was a mistake and all that stuff. Here's what I want to know. In the court of law, and, I, and I've been studying LSAT stuff and all that stuff. I should probably know this. What is the law with, like, he held the gun, but he didn't know when he fired it. So who's, who is liable? Yeah, that, I think that's a very interesting uh, question. Terrible. It's first terrible. Of all, first of all, it's it's so tragic, you know. Tragic in every way for everybody, including Alec Baldwin. I feel bad for him. All the memes aside, like I, it's that's a terrible thing. The the picture that's kind of seared into my mind is him at a, outside in the desert. He's got long hair and a beard. Yeah, he looks disheveled. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he's frantically calling on a phone and like he's got a mask in one hand and he looks like he's about to break down. And I'm I mean, what like, would you do if if I was a famous actor and I got a prop gun handed to me? I wouldn't think twice either. That's yeah, the thing I mean, that it sounds exactly like like if he so if this was a just Jake, saw, I think it. it <laughs> Why would you even think, why would you even consider, like, would you stop a take to be like, hey, is this actually loaded? No. You wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, like, um, I don't know. It's not his responsibility, but in a just perfect world, um, he probably would get some form of manslaughter. I don't know. Uh, I agree. That's what I would think, but I think that that's really messed up. Because, like, the poor black kid in some neighborhood who, like, practices a a wrestling move on his, like, younger cousin and accidentally kills that kid by breaking his mind. That's that's still different. Would get, like, you know, some form of manslaughter. You're right. And that's that's messed up, too. But it's like, dude, it's like he was literally handed it to, like, he's literally just acting. It's like they handed it to him. 
Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Oh, hold up. Hey, cut, cut, cut. Have we checked this gun to make sure it's not loaded? Like, I, I don't know. That just seems so... I don't know. Like, at first, I was blaming Alec Baldwin. At first, I was like... I don't know. Like, I kind of had this weird, like... Oh, he's so rich and privileged and all this stuff. But I'm like, then thinking about it, it's like with acting and all this stuff, he's concentrating on his acting. He's getting to his plate. He's getting to his point, talking into the camera, doing whatever. He's not thinking about the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, the way Who did I that? Heard Who? How did that even happen? Who gave him? Why did they even put anything that could have even been anything? I don't understand that. Uh, that's what I don't understand. Well, the way I heard it described is that um, I found it very interesting because I was following along with this report that I forget the name of it. Um, it's not OSHA, but it's like it's like the prop guild or like the the workers guild that of the people that work yeah. behind the scenes was on strike. And as a oh, result, what is this like? A This sounds like a conspiracy theory. No, no, it's 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 like just an unfortunate byproduct of like people of like you're, you're saying it might have been on purpose? No. What I'm saying is it's just like extreme negligence because they were too cheap to pay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. what happened is a lot of workers were on strike and as a result they had to use kind of scabs. So I still, even that aside, I still don't understand why would you even have a real bullet on set? Like, I, I still don't understand how that could even be the case. It does not make sense. But so, so these scabs and one of the scabs person. Sorry. My laundry's going almost done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got a loaded gun over there? A prop gun? Yep. Dang. Um, so one of these uh, scabs was like this girl whose father was this famous gunsmith. And she like apparently was notorious. She basically got the job because of nepotism. And apparently she was notorious for um, she made a mistake before this. So nobody. Russian roulette. <laughs> Yeah, nobody checked her, and she was reckless. And she basically so, – so what normally happens is, like, the prop guy has, a, like, a locked case of, like, the prop guns, and the ammo is always checked, and then it's handed to the assistant director, and the assistant director checks the revolver, yeah. and then, like, makes sure, oh, this is not real, hands it to the actor, and then the actor uses that fake gun. That All, all that aside, all that aside – that is antiquated, dangerous, old Hollywood that does not need to be put in these modern days, does not need to be used. You can use a fake gun. You can hire a special effects person to add a noise and to add the, like, the, the muzzle flash. Yes, yeah. All of that in post, it's, it's... I agree with that, but even aside, even if you were doing the old school thing, I don't understand how they ever would get mixed up this isn't like it's it's literally like the equivalent of like oh someone who's allergic to peanut butter and you like have candy out and it's like oh throw snickers in and spread them around like i just don't understand like 
Yeah. It doesn't seem that hard to separate the two. Like, just don't even ever have live. Why do you even need live ammo on a set at all? I don't understand. Why? Well, the thing with that, um... I just that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, well, well. You know, I don't know. I haven't read a, an article about it since I first saw it come out. Um, what I'm thinking is, so the only thing I could understand would be if somehow, like, it wasn't actually a live bullet that killed her. It was like, it was like a fake bullet, but like some like shrapnel like got caught in it or something like, you know, like some part of the bullet accidentally ricocheted or something. But like, why do you need live ammo on a, on a movie set at all? Like, you don't... Do you have live ammo at your office at work? I don't. Like, wh why does that need to be? I just don't understand. It, 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 I mean, I honestly. It just makes no, it just actually makes no sense. If it was an unfor, if it was a crazy freak accident, then yeah, yeah. Like, something got caught in the dud bullet. Like, that's what I could understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't understand the need for a hot round, apparently, as they refer to it. Why would you ever need that on a movie set? What do you think? Someone's gonna come and try to rob you of what? Oh, we're taking we're taking the we're taking the uh, the the pool tank. Like, well, what are you gonna rob a movie set? What what? And then even if you did need live ammo, keep it with the security guards. Why are you mixing it up with the with the props? What, what what is this? It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I I just I can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense, dude. That it's it's, it's it makes zero sense. Negligence to an insane level. Oh yeah. That's oh, so crazy. Negligence. It's almost like subconsciously they wanted something to happen. That's what it seems like. That's crazy, man. But you know what? So so wow. end of convo. Is he going to jail or is he not? Celebrities are treated differently in America. Will anyone go to jail? Will anyone? Probably. So I know the family. He's like in cahoots with the family. Like he, he was friends with them. So like, here's actually something. So if no one presses charges, like does no one get convicted? The state can't. The state will still go move forward. Usually. Do you think that they won't in this case? Um, they might not. Um, it probably will not. I mean, I, I don't think anyone deserves to be crazily punished besides the prop people. Yeah, I don't think they will pursue it at like he'll he he might get like house arrest or something or like, give him a ton of money. Yeah, but I, I think the person most likely to get um jail time would be the, the prop right master. Or yeah. the assistant director. One of those two. Probably the prop director. Probably was what I would think. Which is... I had not heard that that was a real bullet. Because, you know, just from my perspective... That's what I'm saying. It had to have been something that was, like, caught in it. Or something. That got, like, fired. Like, why would they have a live round? That makes no sense. Well, well, what I have, what I know of, like prop guns and stuff like that, and like I remember as a kid, I went to. I played with cap guns. You can literally have a blank, a completely blank round that makes the noise. 
Well, that's what I uh, kind of like thought at the beginning is like when I was a kid, we went to like um, the Midwest and we went to like Yellowstone and stuff. And yeah. they had these um, outdoor like cowboy shootouts. And it was really interesting and cool. But at the beginning of it, they had they <laughs> these like street performers basically had like a um, like a safety protocol thing where they came up and they were like, hey, they showed the audience like, don't go near these guns because this is what can happen. And the guy pulled out a gun and he said, we fire blanks at each other, but from a certain distance where it can't hurt. And he put the gun like three feet away from a can, an aluminum can. can. It was a blank. All it had in it was um, the gunpowder. Yeah, and and it still messed it up. And it created a hole in the can. And he was like, that's 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 an aluminum can right there. Still wouldn't have killed her. I know. But, well, it has killed before. Or maybe it was that. I don't know. I'm not a. No, I'm no, not no. a. Dude, when you said that, I looked it up, and apparently, it did have a bullet in it. Which is <laughs> oh, it did. Crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I, like I can't even explain that away. Like yeah, that's that's really crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Alec Baldwin's got a lot more to worry about than we do. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my God. It's it's to crazy. our next point. Succession, amazing! Oh my, I'm so happy. I'm so glad me and my, me and your, I almost said me and my mom, me and your mom. Yeah, so my mom was like, "You gotta watch this. You're gonna love it. It's a totally up your alley type of thing." I am in the, I think mid second season, so I know it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to talk about because you know stuff that's going on, but well, maybe we can still kind of talk about it without you spoiling anything. Yeah, let's talk about the first season. So, I had a point. I was watching it. Um, so, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for the first season. Okay, before you even go, so yeah. just to explain to the um, audience, Succession is about a family who runs HBO a show. media conglomerate, similar to like Fox News and like the Murdoch family. It's this really rich family who runs a media empire. And they're basically all pieces of shit. But the way the show kind of is, is it like makes you love these pieces of shit? Which I think kind of, kind of, but it kind of doesn't at the same time. There's no redeemable characters. They are all awful people. All people. Well, I I think the reason why you like it is because it's like a (laughs) sanitized. Well, New York and everything like that. But it, it's, it work it, with something with something similar. <laughs> well, it's a sanitized. It's a it, the way it's shot is like this is a crime family. Like this is like the Sopranos. Like this is a. The funny thing is, I think crime families are more redeemable than these people. Yes, these people are straight up just money mongering, like. At least with organized crime and stuff, like there are redeemable, like they're not just greedy. They're like, there's redeemable qualities. These people are literally just like, we could, everyone could go and rot and we don't care because we want to just suck the life out of everybody. Well, the show is really interesting. It's like kind of like almost like an interior view of their lives, almost documentary style, but not really. It's just like you're a fly on the wall in the room. 
it was created by, and you're going to get a kick out of this, Adam McKay. And I'm just going to read off some of the stuff Adam McKay's direction. I don't know this. This is news to me. I'm yeah. I'm so yeah. Go for it. Okay. Anchorman. (laughs) What? Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Tim and Eric movie. He was a producer. What? He was a Tim and Eric producer. He was a, he was a producer on Tim and Eric, the Tim and Eric movie. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I think he wrote the other guys. And he's a producer on the big. No, he's literally like a comedy genius. All and, these and movies, the other guys, and Anchorman, I, Tim and Eric, these are all not at all. I would think the exact opposite of Succession. And he, like, uh, like, okay, you want to hear a great analogy? Um, Tim and Eric is to Aaron as Succession is to Sean. Like, Sean would be the Succession person, you know. Like, oh, I love suits because I wear a suit. You know what I mean? Like, that that's how Succession kind of feels, but I still really like it. You know what I mean? I mean, not to hate on Sean, but I think he would... I'm not hating on Sean or Aaron. I'm just saying their personality types. No, I, I'm, I, I'm just saying, like... Sean, if you're listening to this, I love you. I did not mean anything by that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm going to jump on the pile, pig pile, too. Sorry, Sean. But um, Sean, Sean would definitely watch this straight up. Like, yes, like, like not a- value. Yeah, <laughs> like, like oh, he would want. He like like Sean would want to be Kendall in a serious thing. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. So so and Aaron, and Aaron would be Roman. <laughs> that I, actually makes so much sense. Well, well, Jake, I do want to get after we talk about the show. I do want to ask you a question about the show, and we will go through that. But uh, sure. who, uh, who, which of the Roy's I would be? The big uh, Adam McKay also directed the Big Short, which I think is really wait. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes, and you know who else understands. that I totally forgot? Kendall was in the Big Short. Who is he? Jeremy, in the big short? Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall. He was one of the guys that remember at the beginning they like go in and he pitches. He was a smaller part. He's one of the hedge fund guys that like research. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh my! I knew I recognized him. He's a totally different character in the Big Short. It's so he's so much more competent. Like in this, he's just a normal guy that has a really rich father. (laughs) The craziest thing is though, like, and it's kind of a point that I'm going to bring up later on, but like. Kendall is the most capable, but like he's not so capable that he would have been able to like come to this if he wasn't already born into it. You know, like it's like, yeah, fine. He can get by. I think I could get by if I had a mega rich father. Are you the same? You know, it's like it's not like he was he was just out of his league, like the smartest person ever. He was just able to take it on and not as dumb as the rest of them are not as like ridiculous like you know what i mean it's like he learned the lego easily like you're around that all the time that's so easy to get into if you are surrounded by it yeah he, he was like born in the water he didn't have to learn it but yes he's not, like he, he he's, he's not, not incompetent he's literally like normal dude who but who was raised in this so it's like any of us would have been good in that if we were raised in that it's like 
it's not like it's it's not a show about and he was still a druggie he's still like you find out you know like he still was like geez like just control yourself well it it's not like you're out of nowhere i was like what is going on here yeah it's it's a very different show from like shows like breaking bad or um the sopranos where it's like these flawed people, the anti-heroes, that are like genius savants of what they do, and they're so good at it that you enjoy watching them, even though they're terrible people. They're yes. just like they're they they're just like normal, normal people who are very terrible things and trying to survive in like this backstab corporate. Yeah, no, I would say it was more so like they're very insubstantial they're very um they're very normal like they're nest and i was like tony is like like special like he's a leader and it was like he's like actually like a very strong leading character even though he's an antagonist kind of yeah like no one in succession is like like so so powerful like well, like Logan. none of them, besides Logan. Yeah. But even Logan, then. But like even Logan, you see, is like kind of like a huge piece of shit, and like, and has his own flaws. Like it's way more like a real seeming thing, but they're all just like have too much power, and it's it really show goes to show. So, so I wrote down in my notes and we'll, to talk we'll about any further before we go any further. Um, if you have seen the show watch it's great show but we're probably going to get in some spoilers from here on out of the first season. i'm only in the beginning of the second season so this is spoilers for the first season and i'm not even saying any, actually yeah I, I i might say something about a spoiler for the first season but here's what i'm going to say yeah i want to hear your point about what you so my huge point that i'm making and i grew up with this so 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 for context i grew up in a place where it was a very affluent neighborhood where everyone's parents were really rich. And the problem was that they had this confidence. They were able to essentially have the confidence to do whatever they want and kind of push the boundaries and be confident because they knew if they ever got in trouble, they would have the backing of their rich parents. I'm watching succession last night and i'm literally like it hits me it's the same exact type of thing when that whole accident happens and everything happens and they're able to cover it up it just reminded me of i literally put so my my talking point was confidence brought on by backing of privilege yeah that's what it is i have one of my best friends from back home is the same exact person as eric and i same exact person the only difference is he's able to push the envelope more and be more confident because he knows if he got into huge trouble, he would be able to get out of it. That's the difference. I I don't have that. I'm not able to just get out of it with crazy lawyers and stuff. And I think that that's unfair in society that people who are born into privilege are able to just push the boundaries more and be more confident and be able to try more things because they know there's less consequence because they're privileged. 
And that's I, I anyway. That was the point I was going to make. Like when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is what this is such a pivotal plot point for the show." Like literally, look at Roman. Roman is literally like does not care about anything. Does whatever he wants. Not even that smart. Like just does not care about the company at all. Still gets away with anything because he's privileged and he's able to be confident because he's privileged. I know that. So anyway, that's my rant. Just a bunch of calamari fucking cock rings over there, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what does I that love, mean? I exactly what you think it means. It's a, it means a, it's a cock and it's calamari. I just, <laughs> I, I love how ridiculous the show is and just like, just like the fuck. But also oh. so serious. Also so serious in a weird way. It just reminds me, it honestly reminds me of working in New York. I was an intern at this company, and there were so many. Um, who's Shiv's husband? Tom. 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 Okay. Everyone I worked with in New York were all Toms. They were all Toms. Yeah. Every one of them were Toms. Dude, that's that's so. I thought you made they were such all Toms. a good point about um, how like it's almost like this uh, blessing. And- and a curse for people that rich because like they get away with all that but like life loses a certain meaning so they become a little bit cruel you know yes he takes when he takes greg out and he's literally explaining that and he's like oh i don't care like we're literally at the top of this club and like i'm not even having fun but it's all like it that episode like it explains that some of the fun Funniest stuff is like when they go to like the super fancy restaurant where they have to eat with the the napkin on their heads. You know what that is, right? That's a real thing. That okay. Okay, wait. Let me explain to you what happens in that scene. Because it's a real thing and it's illegal. I found this out. Yeah, no, you'll dude, look it up. This is an actual thing. It's illegal in the United States. Here's what it is. They essentially get these, like, birds, right? These, like, small birds. They force-feed them grain until they get, like, super fat. Like, literally stick a straw down their throat and force-feed them until they're, like, super fat. Oh, my God. It's, like, this terrible, inhumane thing. Then they literally roast them alive and leave them full. And you are supposed to eat the entire bird whole. And the whole thing with the the napkin and all this is like a it, it's like a age old like the whole the whole thing is like a ritual the whole thing is like a cuisine thing and it's like when you eat the bird you're supposed to put the the napkin over you to like hide the shame of like essentially like the entire act of it but it's like essentially this like power trip to like eat this bird i'm telling you this look the whole thing up this is like literally in france i'm pretty sure it's still i'm pretty sure it's still legal in france or maybe frowned upon it's illegal in the united states i know that well when you said that when you first said that like it's like this weird illegal thing i was literally like oh that's why they're putting the uh napkins over their heads so they like have like they have like uh, hide it yeah, they have like literal like uh li- not liability, but what is it when you have like immunity 
because you like didn't see it or something. I, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, like some see no evil thing. Here's the thing: it definitely still happens. You can still definitely buy this bird and eat it in the United States. It's just some ridiculous bullshit rich thing, which is totally when they were doing that. It was a perfect explanation into like douchebaggery, like super rich American culture. Like it, it perfectly explained it. But I had already, I think I saw it on like weird history or some shit. Like I had already known, I already know, I already knew what it was. That's so crazy, man, because like that scene hits so differently now with that context. Like, oh yeah, I thought the absurdity of it, how weird it is. It's so dude, I hated Tom after he did it. I hated Tom after he did it because he knew what it was. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. He's a piece of shit. Tom is a piece of shit, too. At the beginning, you think he's not. You think he's kind of like the nicer, like more docile. Like he seemed like Shiv's pet, essentially. (laughs) But then he goes out with Greg and he's a huge douchebag. Yeah. But I just find the funniest scene is is like they go in to like the VIP zone and they're like dancing there. And basically, like, you know, Greg is your everyman. And he's like up there and he's like so you basically pay extra money to be up here and to dance alone and he's like yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah it's like it's so not be around the girls like and he's like yeah this is pretty much what it is yeah it's so funny dude just basically like i always was like oh the vip is so cool and then like when you see it from that perspective it's like it's so stupid it's like you're paying more to not do what you're going out to the club to do. I mean, what? I mean, come on, let's be real here. It's insane. But that it's you're just, going to meet. You're going to meet somebody. Would you ever go out to a club platonically? You ever in a relationship and be like, I need to go out to the club to socialize? No, you can't even hear what anyone's saying. You're going out to meet somebody. Yeah, man. It's like a. It's like a closed loop system. You know. They're ridiculous, man. So here's okay. So I will ask you this as a segue. Greg, does he piss you off? Or, and you've seen the entire show, so I don't know if he read himself as far as the second season go. He's very much a huge pushover. Like, do you? I feel bad for him. Like, I totally like sympathize with him, but he kind of gets annoying too because he's so pushovery. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna give it away but it's um i mean there's stuff yeah it's more of the same i'm not even don't even tell me anything for now i mean i don't know something might well actually no don't 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 spoil anything don't spoil anything no but i mean even in the first season i mean he shreds all the papers he's still he's still yeah, but he's still very much a pushover. But what does he do? He saves a couple of them. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then holds it against them. Yeah, yeah. But he's still a pushover, though. I mean, I, you're I right. think he... he you're right. You're, I, you're right. You're right. You are right. You are right. He is smart in that way. So here's, here's something. So Yeah, go for it. Well, I was just going to say, that just proves that, like, all of the characters are flawed in, in their own, like, interesting... Oh, every character is 
super flawed in the show. That's the whole show. The whole show is there's no redeeming. There's no just... There's no Davos. You know? There's no... You know, there's no just, like, absolutely redeemable. There's no Arya. There's no, like... It, it, they're all bad. Yeah, true. I would say the most redeemable one is Kendall and and uh, Roman. But they're also really bad. Like, you think... I would think Roman is the most redeemable, but then you see him, like, I'll give you a million dollars if you hit a home run. Like, that was such a hard scene to watch. Yeah. Remember, it was, like, the cleaning lady's son... It's so messed up. Yeah, I, I, that's so messed up. The poor kid gets up the plane. Well, like, I almost don't think he, I don't think he was trying to be. A, I don't think he was trying to be mean. Well, he just. I think when you're that rich, you lose context to how like life changing that is to like a child. He, a his character, his character is the most like that. Like he's actually cool, but like he does not care about anything. Yeah. He literally how he treats girls too. He's just literally like. He literally is so privileged that he does not care. Oh, yeah. Like, when he hits his grandchild. That was, like, crazy for me. That kind of Kendall made him redeemable. What? You're talking about Kendall? No. Um, look, You're talking about the dad. I'm talking about Roman. <laughs> yeah, Roman is... I mean, I'm I saying think... Roman is most redeemable, but at the same time, he's not because he's so desensitized. What did he do? He he's all bark and no bite, honestly, right? No, I know, but I'm saying that scene when he like, he was like, "I'll give you a million dollars if you hit a home run to the kid, the like cleaning lady's kid in the first season." Yeah, and then oh, the kid well, didn't hit the home run, and like the dad was even nice to him. He was like, "Good, you that was a good effort." You remember that scene? Oh, I forgot that it was Roman that did that. But I don't think Roman was even being malicious. I think he's just so desensitized. I love that. I love that the guard, uh, the bodyguard gives uh, Tom's gift, the like watch that was meant for uh, Logan, the family as condolence gift. <laughs> it's so great. It's so, okay. So, we what question did you have? What's that? I'm saying moving forward, what question did you have about Succession? Oh, um, what's your favorite episode? My favorite episode? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I, 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 they kind of all blend into one. Yeah, I think I, if I had to say for the first season, it's either the final episode or um, when they go to... Uh, yeah, the final episode was like finally put... Someone in their place where it's like, oh my god, you really are seeing what's going on. I would say, for me, watching the show, there's no redeemable characters, but there are times when I really love some of the characters. Like, And I'll, I'll actually rephrase. Kendall and Roman are, two, are the two characters that I feel like I relate to. Yeah, They have some pretty terrible spots that I don't relate to, but... I do really relate to them on certain levels. Yeah. Well, what, I, I'm surprised you didn't include Shiv in that. Nah, I nah, Shiv is Shiv. I think I think Shiv's really lame. Um, I hope she would never listen to this. But this girl that I was had a fling with reminds me of Shiv 
to uh, down to exactly how she looks. Dude, it's so what? funny. I mean, we'll call her the redhead, but um, it's so funny how many. Yeah, okay. like, oh my god, you met her. They were similar. Yes. Right. And, and no, no, no. Okay, oh yeah, okay. I, I forgot. I forgot that you were here and met her. They are the same person. Well, okay, okay. It's so funny that you mentioned all the things that you mentioned. I can't believe I forgot you met her. When, when you texted me, Jake, I was literally like going through my brain because you were like, oh, I've got something that relates to my life. And I was like going through my brain. It wasn't at all. You, well, you said it, but but I was literally like thinking of it from the perspective of like, oh, which one of these characters is Jake going to be like, I relate to this one the most. And it was just like, you talking about that life but my question in 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 my brain i was thinking about it like this i was like okay so you know i mean he grew up amongst rich people and like you know was raised by a a single mother that like took care of him and oh so he must relate to greg and i was like okay no maybe not that and then i was like oh maybe it's like maybe it's tom because like he you know did his best like you know working in that wall street environment with that stuff or like maybe it's like kendall because like he like enjoys music and all, all this stuff and like i would say kendall. So funny tra- kind of like going through this. so so if you were to say and to play this game um which of them who would i be the most like for you and also i want you to go through our friend group the um the the college roommate friend okay so here's the crazy thing okay so i think out of our friend group in the friend group i am the roman in the friend group yeah i'd have to, because I, I, i'm definitely i'm definitely the person who's the most like pushing the envelope but i wouldn't say i'm completely roman because i'm not confident enough to just say whatever without any consequence i feel i feel like i'm more like kendall in the in the way that like i'm calculated with i don't want to just say whatever and like like yeah humor wise yeah but like if it came down to like if i was in their situation i wouldn't i'd be more like kendall i'd be more calculated i wouldn't want to like but in our friend group, I'm definitely the Roman, for sure. I'm the person who is pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, for a little bit, I thought you might be Tom, because, like, well, Tom that's is this Tom's a huge pussy. But he also, like, is, like, looking for love constantly, you know? You're right! Oh, my God! Give him that. You're calling me out on my shit. That is so funny because no. no, you're so right because there was that scene at their wedding when he's like so almost desperate for Shiv's love. Yes, I do relate to I I hate that you said that, but it's actually so funny because it's so true. I can't even believe you're saying that. I might turn my computer off. Oh, no, <laughs> you're so no, 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 no. You're calling me out on my shit. No, you're right. No, no, no. But I, I, I just I mean like one of like, his redeeming qualities is that 
Um, one of like one of, the right above, the, one of the things that he puts above all else is like the the love of a relationship is the thing that rises. Yeah, it's almost when you really look at it, when you really delve into it, you're right. But it's it's more so a codependency thing. It's more so like he needs it over like that it's some great thing that he's doing. It's almost, it's more so that he needs it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's right. a, that, is a, that is a flaw of mine. So thank you. I am kind of like Tom in that. So thank you for pointing that out. I mean, I think that's one of his good. Uh, I can't even believe I would not have thought you would have said Tom because I did. That didn't even cross my radar because his personality is not my personality, but in that aspect, you're right. I mean, I think like his ability to, kind of take control of a certain room is indicative of that, like of what you can do. Like he does have a confidence at times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't but think his person, I don't think his personality is like mine, but yeah, I mean, just being devil's advocate. And well, like you are, you are totally right. That's actually genius. Did not think about it. I'm not going to watch the show the same way at all now. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I, I think that's one of his best uh, characters. So, so out of all our friends, I think and it's Aaron would probably also first, Jake. I just want to say this: it's very hard to do it with these characters because, like, they have characteristics that like kind of work with everybody, but at the same yeah. time, like, Roman they're all is kind people, of though. Like, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint people to certain people. Yeah. But like Roman, like no, I, I'm about to do it. I, I think I can do it. I think I can no, I pinpoint can everybody. It, I just want to preface it with this: none of these comparisons are perfect because even your comparison, which I think is accurate, the Roman one, you're not the doormat for like our friend group, like Roman is to his siblings. Yes, I would almost say, but it's as close as you can get. So what is, yeah. is your take? so? Hmm. I want to hear like so. If I had to say everyone was someone, Aaron is also a Roman type. Yeah. I think Aaron would kind of fit into that. Um, I think little Dylan would fit into Shiv. Yeah. I think little Dylan would be Shiv because Shiv is very much caring a lot about what everyone else thinks, kind of very much conforming. And I hate, I, you know, it, that, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just a personality thing. Yeah. Um, I would say Ryson would be um, the dad just because it's like we're all just fucking afraid of him. Um, Dude, I didn't think of that. That is such a good, because like he, he could like, make everyone control everyone in the room just by like God, I'm not I'm not fucking backing down and you're not gonna listen like I literally like Ryson could be that like I respect I, I've always respected that about Ryson is that he literally will just he does not there's no bedside manner with Ryson. He's just literally going to say what's going to best suit him. And I love Ryson to death. I think Ryson's really smart and he's one of my best friends. I, I think he's one of the nicest guys. But he has his own agenda and that is it. That's just how he is. You know, kind of going off of your um, Aaron thing, I think... Um... I think Aaron would kind of 
follow under the Stewie model. Like he's your friend, he's there for you, but at the same time, he's got something else kind of. Oh my god, yes. Oh, and also he looks he looks foreign. Yeah. You <laughs> that because he looks Middle That's Eastern. <laughs> you asshole. No, no, but he actually really like him. Like he actually turns out to be kind of a cool guy. Yeah, that is that is totally Aaron. I would say that's totally true. I would say I would say I would probably be Kendall out of all of us. Probably. That's what I would think. Yeah. I would think now I'm trying to think who you would be. Like, oh my god. Would you be the oldest son? Like I you wouldn't like, you kind of wouldn't in certain ways. The older Besides when he freaks out at the like besides the freak out part, like that aside, you are like him where he's like, I don't want to get in the middle of this. I'm like, oh, whatever, like like you like, would I, I would be like Switzerland. I kind of come in like with quirky left field ideas. And you would just- want to be president. <laughs> I'm going to be president. <laughs> yes, that's you. You're the oldest son. What's his name again? Connor. Connor, yeah, you're Connor. So okay, so you're I'll, Connor. I'll take that. You're Connor. Aaron is Stevie. Chico, Chico, Chico's Greg. The innocent. Chico, Chico's Greg. Yeah, Chico's Greg. He's got something. Um, he's got something building deep down. You know, like you don't know. He has the most potential, and- but like he's very polite and like very like yeah. Um. Ryson is the dad. And and I think he is like kind of like the Yeah, yeah. The Ryson take is incredible. I love that. Ryson's uh, a dad. Chico is kind I'm of like Kendall. And kind of regular guy of our group too in that way. Yeah. Little that. Dylan is who did I say he was? Oh, little Dylan is Shiv. Yep. Um, um and then we don't even have a Roman. Like I feel like you said you you said you you and Aaron had parts of Roman, right? Yeah, and like Aaron and I would be Roman, yeah. like, but behind you guys are Roman. Yeah. Good job. That was that was great. That was that was good. Yeah, that is good. That is good. All right. Um, um, and and Sean 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 is the uh, the Asian guy that works for him, just because. I'm gonna. He I'm actually gonna... kind of is like him. I'm going to fuck you with a golden dildo in your Yeah, head. he's actually kind of like that guy. That's, oh my God. I it's kind of more accurate than I would have ever thought it would have been. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> All right, um, Jake, this has been awesome. Good to see you again, man. I this is going to be the first one that we're posting, so... This is gonna be great. I can't wait to for you to hear. I think, I, think we, I didn't think we had many hiccups. I don't think. I think this yeah, is a good one. I, I am gonna have to edit out that big dead spot at the in the middle, but um, other than that, I think we killed it, man. All right. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. This was a blast. Hopefully, everybody joins us again. Peace out, Jake. Yeah. I'll see you next week. Peace and love, man. Bye.